the Public News Service Daily Newscast for April the 25th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Since the year 2020, a growing number of election workers have been threatened, harassed, and even spat on. In California tomorrow, the State Senate Judiciary Committee will hear a bill that would allow them to hide their address from public view. Senate Bill 1131 would allow election workers to join the Safe at Home program, which was created 20 years ago to make it harder for perpetrators of domestic violence to track down their victims. Kim Alexander is president and co-founder of the California Voter Foundation, a co-sponsor of the bill. There are still a number of people who make false claims about the election being stolen, and the election officials and their staff are on the receiving end of the big lie. I'm Suzanne Potter. The Brennan Center for Justice, a co-sponsor of the bill, recently conducted a nationwide survey of 600 election officials, one in six reported having been threatened because of his or her job. And the average cost of child care at a licensed center in Connecticut is around $18,000 a year. And a proposal in Connecticut will create a children's trust fund to support a state child tax credit and early child care initiatives. The Finance, Revenue, and Bonding Committee voted this month to adjust Governor Ned Lamont's proposed budget to include the trust fund, using a portion of the state's nearly $4 billion surplus. The fund would finance a state-led child tax credit, providing monthly payments to parents. State Representative Sean Scanlon is the committee co-chair. He says Connecticut can't wait for federal action. At this time, especially, every dollar does matter. There's thousands upon thousands of people right now who are living paycheck to paycheck and don't really know how they're going to be able to afford these escalating prices and something like a child tax credit, it would make a big difference to folks. The state child tax credit would deliver $600 per month to low-income families. The Connecticut legislative session ends on May 4th and the budget must be finalized by June 30th. I'm Emily Scott. The average cost of child care at a licensed center in Connecticut is around $18,000 a year. The proposed budget includes nearly $125 million in child care funding. Emmanuel Macron has won France's presidential election, fending off a historic challenge from the far-right candidate Marine Le Pen, that during the Sunday runoff vote from CNN. Their report, Macron took just over 58% of Sunday's vote. CNN notes a Le Pen presidency would have fundamentally changed France's relationship with the European Union. That comes at a time when the bloc and its allies rely on Paris to take a leading role in confronting some of the world's biggest challenges, most notably the war in Ukraine. This is PNS. Governor Ron DeSantis has been confronting a lot of issues dealing with race and inclusion. The latest is his signing into law his version of Florida's new congressional district maps, which heavily benefits Republicans and slashes the number of black districts in half from four to two. We get more from our Tramel Gomes. DeSantis claims those districts were racially gerrymandered, but his proposed race-neutral map caused a sit-in protest by mostly black lawmakers in the Florida House at the end of the redistricting special session. Here's Representative Angie Nixon, a Democrat from Jacksonville. Ron DeSantis is disrespectful. Ron DeSantis is a bully. Ron DeSantis does not care about black people. I will not bite my tongue. There is an incessant attack on black people in the state of Florida. 
The League of Women Voters of Florida and a number of Democratic-aligned redistricting groups filed suit the same day the governor signed his maps into law. The league successfully challenged the state during the last redistricting process, and its president now vows to fight for the voters and voices of hundreds of thousands of black voters. And two Georgia elected officials joined more than 475 other lawmakers around the country on Earth Day to urge President Biden to activate the Defense Production Act to accelerate clean energy technology production for national security. Ted Terry is a DeKalb County commissioner. I'm a millennial, been an environmentalist two decades. If we don't do fundamental systemic changes to our energy systems, then we are just dooming ourselves to repeat and have the same issues over and over again. Finally, our Mike Bowen tells us until Friday, Minnesota is accepting public comment on plans to address climate change. The 2022 Minnesota Energy Fact Sheet says that nearly 30% renewables, such as wind and solar power, are the leading source of the state's generated electricity. Virginia Moody Rudder of Clean Energy Economy Minnesota says that's the second year in a row that's happened. And combined with nuclear energy, 52% of Minnesota's power source is carbon-free. It's exciting to see how Minnesota companies and utilities and our policymakers are choosing to invest in this clean energy transition. The remaining 48% is from coal and natural gas. Weber Rudder notes major utilities in the state are on pace to retire coal plants by 2035. She adds, while the state has seen clean energy gains over a long period, it did have to combat with global instability in 2021 with supply chain issues. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service, member and listener supported. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.